This is John, who plays Diego, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Die by the Sword podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at midnightsyndicate.com. And we'd also like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sounds you hear throughout the podcast. You can check them out at youtube.com slash swordcoastsoundscapes. And you can check out our website at diebythesword.podcast.com. You can connect to everybody in the community on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to find us. And you can also contact us at diebythesword.podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a great review wherever you listen to us. Now, let's get into this episode. Perfectly timed. <laughs> did we get the recording? Uh, yeah, I think we did. <laughs> Hooray! <Yep>. Uh. <laughs> uh, the timing is impeccable. Well, I lost John's Oops. video. Uh, <laughs> I bye, lost John. John from Roll20. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not my day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you close the wrong button or wrong window? <laughs> I apparently caressed the trackpad a little too hard. <laughs> oh. I know you want to hear. <laughs> it's that sultry voice you've got going on right now. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah, I so <laughs> you just take your two fingers and then <laughs> gently. <laughs> <laughs> gently, gently rolling across. Uh, no, I was playing softball this weekend, and um, I did a lot of yelling. Sure, sounds like it. For yeah, for good reasons or yeah, <laughs> good yelling or bad yelling. Uh, good yelling, actually. Uh, just positioning people and letting you know know where people hit things like that. Gotcha. My team did it's relatively a- well. So what's uh, what's relatively well? Uh, we won three, lost three. Um, we beat some uh, very good teams, but we were beaten by the teams that went one and two. <laughs> oh no! It's weird Don't how you that hate works when that happens. <laughs> yeah, you beat the good teams, but you lose to the bad teams. And so, what about you, Keith? We did fantastic, actually. We won third place in the whole tournament. Uh, we went undefeated the first day. We went five and zero, oh, and then we we actually lost to the team that won the tournament, and then we won again to get the third place. So, oh yeah, so not bad. It was like I think like twenty twenty four teams in our division or something. And we got third, so that's not bad at all. Dang, that's, that's very pretty good. good. But nice. on Saturday, uh, John probably did the same. On Saturday night, we were playing at like seven o'clock at night and it was 45 degrees it was raining and we were at the bottom of a mountain that would just let that wind just just rip just yeah and so it was miserable 
and y'all were playing in Vegas? Yes. Yes. In Vegas. Yeah. So at the base of a mountain, just, just getting whipped with this cold wind. And then it was just raining sideways. Damn. Fantastic. So, <laughs> so it was also like you said seven, but that's like basically nine o'clock our time. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it was completely dark there at like five o'clock. <laughs> yes. So it, it, got, it got cold. Oh, it was, it was terrible. Wet. And the, uh, yeah. Bases were slippery. It was interesting. Yeah, I have a uh, huge bruise on the bottom of my foot from trying to step on a base and it sliding off and ripping my ripping the bottom of my foot. Mm. Uh, I had a uh, one guy. I didn't tell him to slide, but he did slide. Uh, he ended up uh, ripping up his uh, sweatpants. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now my pants are chafing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was that was bad too because we were you know during the day we we're out there all day right and so yeah. i was out there in like tights and shorts i had like a sweater or like a you know like a big sweater on but that didn't do anything that night and then the sh- then the sweater got wet so oh then it just yeah stuck to me so then i was just cold constantly <laughs> <laughs> uh, had we not been winning i would have just been like can we please go home like i'm done <laughs> i just want to i just want to go uh. Let's go to a casino and let's gamble. Let's get out. I was just about to say, did y'all gamble there? (laughs) I would have done better if I gambled. (laughs) Yeah, I did a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't win anything. I only lost 40 bucks though. So I call that a win. That is a win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One person on my team actually won uh, 200 bucks. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. (laughs) One one of my housemates won 1800. Oh, wow. He bought drinks all weekend, which was fantastic. Dang. So, so did you guys party while, together while y'all were out there? A little bit. Actually, we, we met up uh, at the bar a couple of nights, but uh, Saturday mm-hmm. night I was out. I was out until 11, I think, playing. So I didn't get to go out at all. He's yeah, busy winning tournaments. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> then I had to go home and defrost, get in a hot shower and just sit there for like 30 minutes. Just all right. <laughs> so but it was it was a great time it was it was it was a fun tournament and uh getting to see a lot of friends we don't get to see very much so it was fun i highly recommend it it's fun that sounds a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but uh i did see that picture of you and your daughter fishing oh that yeah we uh yeah, we went out on Monday. It was, uh, you know, it's been kind of cold, but then it had like a, that warm snap where it's getting to be, I think, like mid 70s for a couple of days in a row. So we decided to head on out. And uh, anytime it's like that, it's like kind of good in the shallows because the shallows heat up like really quickly. And so it'd be like 10 degrees warmer, you know, at the back of a cove or something. So we went out there and threw some uh, chicken, just uh, regular chicken breast out there. Couldn't find any shad. And man, it was it was game on for a little bit. Oh, cool! That's why I constantly do not catch good fish. I'm using the wrong kind of bait. Well, <laughs> well, what are you using? Uh, what well, I was using crawdads. Those work too sometimes pretty well, actually. Yeah, I just catch bigger crawdads. <laughs> Wait, crawdads attacking the crawdads? Yes. 
<laughs> I'd, I'd pull out pull the fishing rod up and there'd be two of them on there and I'm battling it out. And I'm like, oh, just go. <laughs> You're just going home with more bait than you brought to the lake? Mm-hmm. Well, I kept handing it to my brother. He was actually catching fish. I was c- catching bait. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun too sometimes. Yeah, so it's funny too. She caught the biggest one, of course. And I mean, that thing was probably, I want to say it's probably like 15 pounds pretty easily. That was a good size. Yeah, say it was it was as big as she was. It looked like in that picture. That thing looked huge. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty big. Like it's pretty pretty long, like pretty lengthy. And uh, he was a uh, she. It was funny because at first, you know, we cast in. We're waiting about ten minutes or so. We're just kind of chatting, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, you got a bite? And she's like, oh shoot! And she hooks it, and then reels, and then the line goes slack. And she's like, oh, I missed it. And I'm like, I don't think so. And the line is still slack, but it's like moving still. And I'm like, you need a reel. And she's like, starts reeling. She's like, no, there's nothing there. And I'm like, it's just moving like to the side and kind of towards us. And so she finally like reels in all the slack. And then once she actually gets to the fish, it was like, it was a game on right then. And uh, oh, cool. man, that thing, as soon as we saw it come to the surface, they got to the boat. And then it was like, it was kind of easy to reel in because it was like swimming at her for most of the time. And then right it's as it gets coming to the right boat, for you, yeah, boy. That thing was just like, nope, not coming. So as soon as like we see it, we're like, oh, we're gonna need gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Did you name it Bruce? Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Bruce was delicious. Hi, Brucey. Did she reel it in all by herself too? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she's good like that. Nice. Oh, that's cool. reeled it in. I had to net it because <coughs> it's hard with the larger fish to like do the well, pull and the net. Pounder, yeah. 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 So I had to net it and bring it in the boat, but then she was like unhooking it and everything. She did all that stuff. Nice. Cool. Uh, whenever I've gone fishing with my sister, I had to uh, do the hooking and unhooking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was like, I'm not baiting. touching that. So you were the hooker. <laughs> well, that's what I'm mean. on there. Yes, it's the bait. Putting the bait on, she was like, "Ah, not touching it." <laughs> oh, mm. yeah. Luckily, she's pretty good about that. The only thing she doesn't do is uh, tie knots, and I'm like, "You're getting a little too old to not know how to tie these knots now." <laughs> it's like that thing where you do it wrong on purpose, so somebody else will do it for you. Mm-hmm. I know, but right? Dad, exactly. look, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I'm gonna lose it? a fish like this. <laughs> You want to? You don't want to lose your chicken, do you? Come on, Dad. <laughs> right. That's why this fish was so big. It's all the growth hormones in the chicken. Yeah, right. there it is. But yeah, there was a the other person that we're out there with. He hooked one that was probably bigger than that because it was it put up a lot better, longer fight, and then lost it. It just shook the hook at the very like pretty close to the boat, so we didn't even really get to see it. But based on like the, like how like the rod was bending and stuff, I was like, "Dang, that thing was probably bigger than this one by a good ways." <laughs> that was Bruce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the good thing about that is usually you don't catch too many small ones when the big ones are around like that because uh, the small ones are like, "Yeah, we're gonna find someplace else to go." <laughs> yep. I keep trying to get Philip to go out there with me, but uh, he lives too far away. <laughs> so far away. The lake is what? so far. I was going to say, morning. what lake were y'all at? Hubbard. Ah? Uh-huh. Right by the house. Yep. I didn't know we had fish that big in this lake. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, there's yeah, I'll see some posts of guys catching bigger ones out there, like forty to sixty pounds. One of the guys out there, he uh that he's like an old guy. I think he's about to turn ninety, I wanna say. And he was like, Before I turn ninety, he's like, I wanna break the hundred pounds. Uh he's like, I've caught him in the eighties, but I wanna break a hundred. If you see one of those big ones like that, are you afraid to swim out there now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid to get it in the boat or like to put my hands in its mouth. Cause I, I think it, you know, the, the mouths are pretty rough, you know, so to hold fish and stuff, but you get your hand torn up doing that. Yeah. But who am I kidding? I would still do it because there's no way I'd let that big of a fish go and, uh, and not like get a picture with it. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it, but definitely want a picture. <laughs> it's weird but i'm kind of afraid of fish oh really yeah i don't like them go go on like uh <laughs> to, to eat or just, just in general just in general they're just weird i love fishing i just don't want to touch them when i get it <laughs> like this is for you because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got i got tore up as a child because we used to fish all the time and we used to like bass fish and stuff uh-huh. to do with some catfishing but yeah like i had my hands just fins and like you were saying like just getting bit trying to take out the hooks and stuff mm-hmm. so i'm like no th- no thanks uh, that's what i hate actually is catching like a small catfish because those spines are so like they're hard yeah. to hold the spines are so sharp on the small ones yeah and you're trying to trying to be gentle trying to hold the mouth open so you can get that hook and they're mm-hmm. like nah, they're like nah bitch and they just tear you yep. up yeah <laughs> you don't you don't need that fingernail let me have it i know right <laughs> well, you got to be more aggressive it's either shank or be shanked with them fish punch <laughs> it in the face <laughs> <laughs> give him a couple body blows first to get to tire him out <laughs> my hook back <laughs> <laughs> tell all your friends and you just <laughs> 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 I haven't been yeah. fishing in years, though. I was going to say, when's the last time any of you guys been fishing? I think the last time I went was when Yumi and Philip went out to Lake Louisville. Oh, dang. That's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a really long time since I've been fishing. I scuba dive, and um, I, I get narked at about 120. And uh, so I was swimming with the fishes and trying to feed them air. Not a good thing. <laughs> Are you trying to get him to burp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever spearfished? Yes. Uh, it's fun, but it it it's it's more difficult. Uh, it's it's hard to sneak up on a fish. She's <laughs> like, "This is my domain." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fast. <laughs> the only thing I think I'd be nervous about is sharks with the fish like flailing around and bleeding all over the place. Yeah, catch and go. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Keith? Man, it had to be probably when I was 17 or 16, 17. The last time oh, I dang. went fishing. Like, but we used to do it like every weekend. Like, yeah. we had, I lived on like 100 acre of land with a whole bunch of, you know, ponds and stuff. So we used, that's all we did was fish all the time. Oh, but, dang. But yeah, that's since cool. I was, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't fished since then. I would love yeah. to. I used to go all the time with like my grandparents and my great grandparents when I was a kid, but that kind of trailed off after 
they got too old to go. <laughs> Should have a die by the sword fish outing. Just trying to think of a die by the. I was like, yeah, <laughs> die by the scales. No, die by the swordfish is all I got. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Die by the swordfish. Do, ah! do do some deep sea fishing off the coast. <laughs> uh, that's fun too. I've never done that. My sister's done that, but I haven't. Yeah, we've we've taken a we took a trip this summer in one of the boats and it went out for is a 12 hour trip. So it drives out for like four or five hours fish and then you drive back four hours or so. See, you can survive. You can't do those three hour tours. Uh No, you got to Got to watch out for the three hour (laughs) tours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was trying to figure out how to like segue that into our game. But uh, yeah. You're touring the house in three hours. I don't know. <laughs> Aren't these supposed to be like fish people or something? They're in cahoots with fish people. Uh, yeah, the 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 scum are fish people, basically. So we're going to need bigger bait, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we got this a giant, giantess that we so. just uh, do. Giantesses have gizzards. You can just use them. Oh yeah. Well. If you do a knowledge local on this giant, I could tell you some information about her. Oh, let's see. Diego can do this. Hold one second. Got to get in Diego voice. Meow. <laughs> oh. Shadow Stevens. Well, she is. Uh, Chaubert got a 17. Better than Gruber. He only got a 14. I don't have knowledge local. Diego got so, Yeah. So I guess we'll go with the 17. Plug, however, got a, got a 18. No, oh, excuse me, 19. Oh, 19. There we go. Uh, Plug knows a little bit about this thing. So not only is this a marsh giant, but this one is known as a brineborn marsh giant. So this is one that has basically been bred with scum, so it has the scum blood within its giant blood as well. So kind of a hybrid type giant. It's a scum giant. When you said brine born, it just reminded me of brine shrimp, which are sea monkeys. So yeah. this is a sea monkey that just got out of control. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> she works hard, she plays hard. I mean, just looking at it, the picture here, she kind of reminds me of the uh, the gremlin that was in drag, or the lady gremlin. Yeah, she hawk with her. She yeah. does. <laughs> she gremlin. We'll call her she gremlin. <laughs> Shimlin. <laughs> so yeah, who remembers? Uh-huh. Go Do I Go see anything? We, we we still had to pick this lady's pockets. That's true. Yeah, I haven't really had, done any have, that. Have, uh, do I see any magic emanating from this lady? Are you detecting magic? Of course I'm detecting magic. So, 
detecting magic, you don't see anything on her that is radiating magic. But as you look around the room, you notice something with this stone on the opposite side of the room. A stone okay. across the room? It's marked with an S for stone. For stone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm going to... Would, um, would Gruber recognize this as a sacrifice stone? Not that stone. That would be this one in the center. That's the one that he would know. But this one's well, one of I'm the ones going to... On the side. Do a knowledge uh, magics. Some would call that arcana. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> knowledge magics. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. 20. Not natural. Uh, you can't quite identify what this is. Anybody else have the knowledge I'm, I'm arcana? Gonna say, Gruber, can you come help with this? Sure. So Gruber, Gruber has it. So he'll walk over there and see if he can figure it out. Okay. Twenty-one. You also do not know. Do not know what this is. It's one of them higher level magics. I was gonna say, I can't get much higher than that. <laughs> Diego tries to go over. Maybe ten, twenty, or thirty. Diego is not going to help you in this. <laughs> <laughs> His arcana is weak. It's only a plus three. So what are your uh, knowledge arcana bonuses? Mine's seven. Plus seven. Mine's two. Diego is a three, but Plug is a minus two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that helps, but thank you for the information. Right. <laughs> so basically, Jenny is the only one who could figure out what this is by taking 20. All right. Uh, let's take 20. Um, so while you're gonna be I'm spending some time in this room. 20, yeah. While I'm doing my little. I don't know how she fi- figures it out, but. Um, let's loot the body. Yes. Is there anything awesome? All right, so while Jenny is occupied trying to figure out what's going on with the stone and the magic she she's, she sees there. Wow. <laughs> she she share. <laughs> she she share. <laughs> uh, the rest of you kind of loot the body a bit, and uh, all she really has on her is a great club. It's awesome. Ten man. rocks. Yeah. She has ten rocks. A fish gold armband engraved with eels that were entwined around humanoid figures. Is it gold gold? Is it jewel encrusted? It is fish gold. What is fish gold? <laughs> Made out of goldfish. <laughs> like oh, no. dried up goldfish. <laughs> the fish or the crackers? Oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, fish gold is a like local metal that is this like red colored gold that is only found in the depths of Lake Incarthen. But is it real gold or is it just fake gold? It is 
still gold, but it has a different hue to it because it comes from this. Okay. So it's fish gold. Yes. And it looks to be, does it look to be more ornamental or do we think it's like actually a defensive bracer or something? Uh, It's not radiating magic or anything. So it's uh, definitely ornamental, but worth some gold. It's worth gold. It's it's made. Diego will take it because he, 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 he is happy that we have defeated someone his size. So it's like a trophy. Yes. I'll wear it around his barbed penis. Oh, no. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Take that, Pepper. <laughs> um, anything else in the room that we can check out? Like, there's that door to the north that we could take a look at. Yep. Y'all can take in that look in that little room while I'm mm-hmm. busy with this stone. So, yeah, y'all can look at any of the other doors. You can uh, uh, look more in the room and search around the room itself. I mean, we haven't really looked at the room. Um, We've got these stones that are uh, situated in a circle with one in the middle. Mm -hmm. This this weird stone hingey setup. Are there any carvings on the wall? Are there any anything that we would see and think? That's important. I don't know. Roll some perception checks in the room. Well, I'm, I'm busy. You guys got to do the perception checks. <laughs> uh, Diego will look around the room and he will say, my friends, I'm hesitant to lose my size. I, you investigate the other rooms. I will stay here. <laughs> so <clears throat> Grubert rolled a natural 20. So that puts him at a... 34 for perception. Oh, shit. You see everything in this room. I see everything. <laughs> Past, present, future. It's like, it's like a, I see the ghosts of people in the past. That's the, everything right. that's happened here and everything. It's crazy. Uh, Every speck of dust. Do you see it? Diego got a, a lowly 20. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's still good, though. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Okay, perfect. So, uh, Grubert, as you're looking around the room, you see all the stuff that uh, um, that I, I sent you. So why don't you go mm-hmm. ahead and explain what I sent you? Sure. So um, the Druid Ring that we see here, um, I believe it's a thousand, it's thousands of years old, um, of an early savage druid cult. Um, I've heard that this a group once occupied the uh, nearby town of Ilmarsh before droves of settlers came in and drove them out. Uh, in ancient days, the standing stones along the walls of this room formed an old druid sh- shrine to the outer god Shrub. Uh-oh. <laughs> How do you say that? <laughs> I, I was going with Nigaroth. Nigaroth. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Hard off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. No, that guy. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll start from that. Um, outer God Shrub Nigaroth. Um, this was a necklace, nexus for her worship. There are several weathered symbols that uh, Grubert can make out that are symbols to her. And then there's a large stone in the center room that is a sacrifice stone. 
Um, but using the stone in a manner of erecting a house is uh, seen as sacrilegious. Hmm. This is not a good sign. And, and what as... about the basement? There's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. It sounded like he was like our <laughs> tour guide. <laughs> He's just like, and then... Mm. And then there's so no basement. Then you follow me over to this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as as Grubert is explaining this and the room, and he goes to the center sacrifice stone, both he and Diego notice that there seems to be a hidden compartment in the sacrifice stone. It looks like it was previously sealed, but has been since kind of been like chiseled away at, so it makes it more obvious to see. Ooh, nice. Diego will try to push it and see what happens. Those big ass paws. <laughs> I'm a cat. I got a problem. I broke it. This shouldn't be here. <laughs> Uh, Diego is able to open the compartment and within there is a strange ovoid object of some like hard brown material with a rough texture and these like dozens of tiny little pores on the outside on the surface. Does it seem like it's organic? I don't know. That would be a knowledge of nature. Okay. Does a 24 of not for knowledge nature get that? A 24, you would know that this is some sort of seed pod. Mm. Oh. Well, I'm going to pull it out of there. Bring it into the light of day, as it were. Uh, what are your knowledges, Grubert? Um, I have... Knowledge Arcana, Knowledge Geography, Knowledge Nature, and Knowledge Local. Okay. Diego has history and added to that. Yeah. Shabair's engineering and planes. Shabair, uh, if you're still in the room, go ahead and roll Knowledge Planes. Oh, okay. 747. <laughs> it's a uh, 17. 17. All right. You're uh, this. You can tell that this is not a, it looks like it's some sort of plant, but it's not something from this world. Ooh. But you don't some know sort what of it alien is. alien plant. Feed me Seymour. Oh, yeah, it's an, it's an Audrey too. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. But do I think it's safe, or do I not know at all safe or dangerous or anything? Uh, you can tell it's been stored here for like centuries, so you don't think it's gonna like sprout and grow or anything immediately or be a danger. Gotcha. John's like, Diego puts it in his pocket and Carrie's like, hey, give me a will save, a reflex save, <laughs> fortitude save. And go ahead and write a new character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Has it been Dig 20 minutes yet? It's probably been about 20 minutes, but like taking 20 takes like an hour. <laughs> so Diego in the meantime, Shaber's going to go explore that uh, door to the north in that smaller room looking thing. The one near where you are? Yeah. All right. You should be able to, if the door doesn't let you pass, you should be able to click that door to open it. Ta-da! Oh, I could. But it's still dark for me. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you working on that for I like how you peeked up from the, the little black square. Like, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah. Cadabra, light. Oh, this... oh, okay. Just more hallway? Yeah. Let's see what was there in that section. That's... No, it's just hallway. That's that corner of the hallway that you didn't go down. Gotcha. We thought it was some secret room. It was like a uh, like a clown car, all these zombies came out or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been the, this tiny little room right here. No, like that room. <laughs> <laughs> Ye old water closet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, nothing, nothing really to see there. Uh, you got a door over here on this side. Uh, you got these double doors here, or you got a door here. I mean, you can look out the window right there. You could. It is an open window because there's like no glass in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, take a look out the window. See, is there anything of note out there? Uh, from there, you can see. Uh, looks like the broken remains of a wooden building that has like a, a hearth and a chimney, so probably like an outdoor kitchen. Alright. Can we go upstairs? I mean, I'm still working with this stone. If y'all want to come back in an hour. so Yeah, I'll follow and- Gruber, and then I don't know if we want to leave Ginny alone. Maybe Plue could stay with her. Or actually, Diego would have to. <laughs> he, can't, he can't leave the room. I'm not shrinking. No, not yet. He's afraid of Pepper. <laughs> She's a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so y'all are going up the stairs. Yes, please. All right, not the way I expected y'all to go. Okay. Uh, well, or maybe we can. <laughs> I mean, y'all can if you wait want minute, to. Wait a minute. Well, just so there is still upstairs map. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, so this stuff is all on the same level as us, the part that's over here? Yes, this is all first level. Okay, because I thought the stairs... It's up to you. If y'all want to go upstairs, we can go upstairs. I've got stuff set up up there. I just didn't expect y'all to go up there yet. No, I think we should stay downstairs and kind of keep close. That way we can kind of... If anything happens. Okay. I think you should start thinking to yourself, how can they ruin what I've planned? And then plan that way. <laughs> well, that's why I went ahead and put stuff up there upstairs and looked at what's up there. <laughs> Just in case. Because, I mean, you already went in to the building a completely opposite way than I thought you'd go. Not the front door? Exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can explore the foyer right there, it looks like. Yeah, that's where Groover, it uh, looks like he's trying to line up to go. 
Yeah, so there's those big double doors at the front. So we'll go out. We'll go out there and see what's see what's out in the front. Okay. <laughs> Found a foyer. <laughs> All right, and there seems uh, to be a door to the south. Yeah, so let's see if there's anything special about F two. Uh... Oh, you know what? If you open the door and go up right outside, there's a window, an open window. Maybe you can take a peek in there before you and open up the door to monsters. Uh, so the main thing that you notice in this main entry entry hall here is there's several um, like lichen covered and cracked statues of merfolk bearing tridents. Ooh, okay. Okay, and then going in through the next door to the south. It's a weird shaped area. Ta-da. It is an odd shape, but there's lots more doors. It's a, it's a room of doors. <laughs> yeah. Three whole doors hall. Here. All right. So, yeah, let's just go to the one straight across from us, I guess. The door yep. straight across to the, the, uh, to the east. So you go in the room directly across from you. You find... Uh, a dining room. The eastern wall and ceiling of this room have collapsed, and the grand table in the center has been smashed beneath the weight of a ruined lead and glass chandelier that fell atop of it long ago. So you do see uh, from here that this uh, southeast corner of the room, like the wall and everything, has even caved in here. So you could get around to the next room uh, just by going through here, or you could even go like upstairs from here, like climbing up the walls or whatever. Oh, interesting. Okay. So Shabarro just can't take a peek around the corner. Then he'll go into the room and take a peek from the crumbled wall. Okay. Looking into the next room. And that looks like it is a bedroom. Uh, the bedroom's furniture is soaked and reduced to rotten heaps of wood. Portions of the ceiling and east wall have collapsed here as well, revealing the swamp outside and the room above. Oh, dang. So do we see anything interesting, like, above us? Uh, I, you can tell that there's rooms up there from the second story of the house, but you don't really see okay. anything of note yet. And this is open to the outside, huh? It is. So this opens toward that cemetery that's kind of in the distance. Ooh. You're going to let the ghosts in. I know, right? <clears throat> All right. So then, uh, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Shabarro just walk around, I think, to the outside and take a peek in the window because uh, there's the... There is a window there. window into the room. Okay. Look at y'all using windows. <laughs> All right. That's when we need the windows sound. Right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, right. Through the walls of this room, uh, or through the window in this room, you can see that the walls here are still intact. It is clear that the roof above has sustained some damage, but it hasn't collapsed in. Uh, the floor of the chamber bears a sizable puddle in which there is the rotten remains of a settee. 
Ooh, what's that? As a couch. A couch. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's this this green couch that's down here. It's there, but it's I just, just want like to make rotten. sure it wasn't a Yeti's sister. <laughs> <laughs> I am uncultured swine. <laughs> um, but nothing else. It doesn't look like anything else is important in there. Nothing else that you can see. All right, I'm gonna go back over and tell Rupert about it. He's like, eh, "There's nothing really over there. There's uh, just some <laughs> ruin." But you know what a settee is? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't. I don't exactly know what it is. Uh, um. So then, I guess in this room that we were in originally, uh, or not originally, but just a few seconds ago, there's that door to the north mm-hmm. that we could go take a look through. Please let there be a Davenport in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> it's a chest of drawers. <laughs> All right. Looks like just a hallway. <laughs> yes. But it looks like that stone that I'm working on is it also on the in other that side. hallway. It is. Yes. Yeah, so, so can I tell this is the back of the stone? Uh, you can tell it's a stone, and you would probably gather that it's around the, the same side. Uh, what are y'all's, the three of you that are in this hallway, uh, what is your perception bonuses? Oh, uh, perception is a 12. Unless it's a trap, then it's a plus four. Or four more. So, Gruber is a plus 14. 14. Blue, what's yours? Well, either way, uh, Chaubert and Gruber, both, while you're in this hallway, you hear the sounds of a baby crying coming from the door in front of you. Like, and we were, yeah, let's get in there. So, yes, say, is this a monster baby or, or a plant baby? I don't know. It's a baby. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> yeah, Chaubert's probably not going to give it a second thought, and he's going to, he's like, we got to go. And so he's going to go to the door and open it. All right, so you're opening that door. Oh, crap. <laughs> I feel like we probably have to. I mean, it's a baby, for God's sake. Well, you have to. <laughs> Jenny, I would have opened it this. with the rest of the party. <laughs> All right. So you- <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you and your chivalry. How am I doing uh-huh. with this stone? <laughs> uh, still hasn't quite been an hour yet. <laughs> uh, but as you're, um, as you open this door after you hear the sound of baby crying and then you hear the sound of like someone shushing the baby. Uh, oh, I didn't know the- about the shushing part. I haven't got there yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just decided you heard a baby crying just burst in the room uh, jingling your keys and everything yeah. <laughs> dangly 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you burst open the door you look into this room and you see that whatever furnishings were once in this room have been used as fuel in the old fireplace which contains a fairly fresh collection of ash only a plain wooden bench now remains beneath the western window. A single lit, 
single lit lantern hooded so that its light does not shine beyond this chamber has been set upon the hearth. You also see what looks very familiar, another vicar and another cultist. And we're rolling for initiative. <laughs> Gruber says, you fool. Can I hear through this stone what they're doing? I, uh, you probably haven't heard the door open and all that yet, but you'd probably hear after the first round of combat. You'd probably <laughs> just, hear. Just show Bear going, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the most distinct sound you'll ever hear. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, there we go. There it is. Since Plug is here, I'm rolling for Plug. <laughs> All right. Uh, Plug, what is your initiative? Thirteen. Thirteen. Showbear. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, Jenny, we'll have you wait around. I, I may give you the information for the event, but we'll still have you go ahead and roll. Uh, it is an eleven. Eleven. Grubert. Seventeen. Seventeen. Diego. Eight. Eight. All right. Uh, we are starting things off with the cultist. Oh, hell. As you burst well, shit. into the room. Plague, uh, Plug says, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Plug is like Sam Elliott now. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, he's actually grown that signature mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the plug abides. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the cultist sees you. Open the door. Says, What? Intruders! You're not supposed to be here. Takes a five foot step forward and stabs out with a sickle. Oh shit! Icicle, icicle. Oh, wrong sickle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want to ride my icicle. Yeah. <laughs> that is a twenty-one to hit. Ooh, that's a miss. So he swings with a sickle and misses. Good dodge. Next up would be Showbear to answer back. Uh, so Chaubert is going to just tell him he's going to say it doesn't have to be like this just give us the baby and you, you can walk out of here alive this baby will be fostered look you can <laughs> you can find another baby or you can die right here we are waiting for the neighbors now we will this 
baby will be fostered by the neighbors. If you are interfering with that, then you will die. Ooh, dang. All right. Well, then this guy doesn't sound like he can be reasoned with, so Chaubert's going to take a five-foot step into the room and uh, try to hit him with the short sword. Uh, That is a 25. A 25. Is a hit. All right. And then... Since I only did a five foot step, I can do another attack, right? You can. Yeah. And that is a. 22. Also a hit. Ooh, alright. That's 15 points of damage. 15? He is damaged. And he took some damage, too. <laughs> All right. Anything else from Chaubert? Uh, nope. Very good. Grubert. Okay. So, <laughs> Grubert sees that his friend is in a <laughs> in a pickle there because he, uh, he's obsessed with babies, apparently. So, he's going to, <laughs> um, he's going to cast Don't Bark like that <laughs> on Chaubert. <laughs> Bark skin on Chaubert. Okay. Anything else from Grubert other than bark skin on Chaubert? Nope. That's it. He's trying to protect his friend, and I guess he'll he'll just take a five foot step uh, to the north to try to get a little closer to help out. Okay. Uh, is that a a touch spell or is that a you can do it at range? Oh, you're right. So I have to I'll have to move ten feet then and get close to the. Lady with the sickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Got her surrounded. Technically, uh, uh, I'll help you out here and have you roll a concentration check. Because you're casting defensively. Otherwise, she'd get an attack of opportunity for you casting within range. Okay, so concentration... Check. And how do I calculate that? Uh, do you have a spot with your concentration listed anywhere? If not, I'm pulling it up again. Uh, concentration check. Uh, is your D20 plus your caster level and your ability score modifier. So, D20 plus your level plus wisdom got it so it's a plus 13 so that is a 15 so a 28 28 yeah you're fine um because the dc is 15 plus double the spell level okay i'm pretty sure that does not equal 28 no it does not okay so now you have moved and casted the spell defensively. Yes. So Barkskin's going to make him a little tougher, give him a little extra bonuses to his armor. Sounds good. Plug. Can Plug get to the space where Grubert is? Uh, You cannot occupy the same space, but you can get through it to go to that 
corner over here. It would provoke, Ooh. though. That's fine. Grubert will do that because he wants to slug this thing. So Grubert will go... Plug. Oh, excuse me. Plug. Plug will go... Well, looks like we're going to do this dance. And then runs in past Grubert to the side of the cultist and immediately hits him with an unarmed strike. Okay, but this does provoke an attack of opportunity before you hit. Okay. That's a 19 to hit. That is a hit. It is a hit. Oh, 19? Wait. No, that is a no, it is not a hit. Sorry, I was looking. Okay. Sorry. It's been a while since I played Gruber. <laughs> I plugged. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, not a hit. So go ahead and roll your attack. I can't see that. <laughs> Looks like you did an 18. Mm-hmm. First attack is an 18, which is a hit. <clears throat> oh, okay, cool. I was saying I already did damage for you. It is 14 for the damage. Cool. This cultist is soft. Well, it's a cultist. I say. <laughs> That's All how right. Philip, we get our asses handed to us when Gary's like, oh, this isn't hard enough for you guys? Let me amp this up a little <laughs> bit for you. <laughs> so, Gary, when the big attacks come, just you know who to go after. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm trying to decipher this rock. <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> and Diego's watching going, that's amazing. She got books out. She's doing detect magic. She's uh, she kicked it. Still can't mm. figure it out. Next up is the Vicar, and he is going to need Plug, Grubert, and Chaubert to make a will save. Oh, hell. He doesn't look much like a Vicar, though, on his profile pic. He looks more like a um, like a karate dude. Kind of looks like Johnny Cage. Yeah, karate I was going to say Iron Fist. I was, I, you know what? I was, I was like, I was like, what's the guy's name? I couldn't think of it. Yeah, it's probably just because of the partial view. He's in like full cleric vestments, but it's that green color. Oh, I see. See, I feel also like he has like a like a thing on his head, like a I don't know what it's called, like a headband. He has a tiara. Like a yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh, a tiara. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty, pretty princess. He is. <laughs> All right. Plug rolls an 11 on the will save. That is a fail. Oh, no. Well, dying. 20 for Grubert. <laughs> Grubert passes. Got my nat 20 on that one. So, so 25. So Chaubert passes. Uh, All right. So Grubert is the only one who failed. Passed. That's what I mean. <laughs> Same difference. I meant Plug is the only you one that so failed. so much will, you fail. <laughs> Plug is the only one that failed. Uh, 
Alright, so what is Plug's alignment? He's, he's neutral good. Neutral good. Okay. That hurts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I literally only rolled sixes. Yikes! So that is uh, 54 points of damage to, <gasps> to Plug. I'm going to subtract that from his weight. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how. I only rolled sixes on those. <laughs> um, Every single one out of nine. At least they weren't exploding just, sixes. Just for clarification, uh, I have... I think I have him at uh, current hit points at 21. I don't think so. It should be 62. Okay. Because I have it in that little red thing up there from when I ran him last time. Okay. Let me uh, let me rest him. Well, that's good. Do that. Wait, how much did you have him as? Because I me? see in I see in the little Britain spot there it says 47 current. Yeah, uh, I see 47 current. I'm not sure what that means. And then 21 current up at the top. I had him at 62. I keep track of it in the. Like when you click on the player and you see the radial appear around him. I don't see that. <laughs> click on, click on like, Luke right. in, in the oh, red, okay. red, oh, red circle. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah. What's the four and the nine? Uh, I don't remember now. Uh, nine is usually where I keep armor, but I don't know if that's what that was. So like, this was, he got took 51 is what he took? 54. Was that how many rounds he went through being confused last time? Oh, that's what it was. Yep. Okay. So Plug is still alright. He's just hurt a lot. Severely hurt. Uh, He is also going to be sickened for for two rounds. So he's sickened for two rounds. So that means he takes a minus two penalty on all attack rolls, damage rolls, saving throws, skill check, basically a minus two to everything. Okay, and then Rubert and Chaubert, you passed. Uh, what are y'all's alignments? And I know Chaubert, you are an outsider. So yours yes. will be different. Neutral good. Neutral good. And Rubert, what is your alignment? I am chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Or actually, I'm that sorry. Like I'm a fun alignment. Good. Okay, so then, Grubert will take fourteen points of damage. Okay. And then Chaubert. I'll take 27 points of damage. It's one of those complicated spells where your alignment and if you're an outsider has a different damage. Yeah, Shabir's gotten hit with that one a few times. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a very fun spell for me because it usually does a lot of damage. (laughs) Yeah, where do we we learn those? Uh, Let's see. What is it? School? Is that a necromancy school? 
Doom. Cleric, Oracle, Inquisitor, or the Evil Domain. Where that one comes from. Hi, what's your domain? Evil. Evil. Mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, that was a fun round for him. Uh, next up is Jenny. I'll go ahead and give you the information on this uh, stone while we're sitting here. So you finally piece it together that this is a phase door. A phase door, okay. Mm-hmm. So is it. So if I walk into it, I would phase where? Do I know that? You don't know where it goes, but you try to like put your hand through it to see if it goes through. Something is blocking you from going. But as you're sitting here looking at it because you, you know, you took 20 on it, you can tell that there's a a spot next to the phase door like on the stone that looks like a key would fit in. But it looks like it's not like a regular key. It's like a like a medallion kind of key would fit there. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to turn to Diego and say, this is a door. We need to find a key. It's 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 a round medallion thing. Let's go find the others. And about that time, you start hearing the sounds of combat from the other side of the stone. Okay, and if I hear that, um, then I'm going to run. Uh, how do I uh, navigate this room? So you'd have to go the same way they did would be to go down through these double doors on the okay. southwest side of the room and around to it. So I'm gonna. There is another way, but you'll haven't figured out the other way in yet. Uh, five. <laughs> 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Can Diego fit through those doors at his size? 55, 60. Okay, so I'm going to be able to get to about Hera. Uh, I would say you could squeeze through. So it would take up, like, each door would take up two squares of movement. Okay. So, I think I can do that then. Okay. So I will do 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. If I'm just, if I dash, do I get double movement? Uh, yeah, you can do a double move. I, I I would have to... I would come barreling into this area behind Jenny, and I will, I will stay behind Jenny and yell ahead. Diego will say, Coming through! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll bring his back around to the top of the round with the cultist who doesn't like being surrounded by everybody so I'll take a five step back 
Okay. Uh, Diego will squeeze through the doorway, though. He will go to this side over here. Okay, so you're kind of squeezing in the corner. Yeah. Very good. Uh, he can't turn the quid, so... Yeah, that's true. They can kind of mold themselves into any any shape that they want. If it fits, it sits. <laughs> totally. Alright, it's going to reach out and touch Chaubert. And I need you to make another will save. Oh, okay. Not as good. 20, not natural. Uh, 20 is a pass, so you'll take half damage. So you take four points of negative energy damage. So he reaches out and touches you, and this, like, cold darkness just goes over you. <laughs> I'm coming, Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chaubert. Uh, Chaubert is going to use uh, Disorienting Maneuver and he's going to uh, do acrobatics tumble through the square to try to avoid his the attack of opportunity. Okay. And so he's going to try to move and have him flanked with Plug. Alright, go ahead and make that acrobatics check to tumble through. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, that is a 20... Three. Yeah, you're good. All right. So let's see. I'm just beating up on this poor cultist. He's only a CR five. <laughs> um, that is a twenty-seven, twenty-nine to hit. That's definitely a hit. All right. Twenty-seven points of damage. He's still standing. It's not good. He's still standing better than he ever was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the words are after he. I'm still standing. I just know I'm still standing. <laughs> I just make something up. He's like a true survivor. All right. Anything else from Chaubert? Uh, I think that's about all he can do. Alrighty. Next up is Grubert. Okay. So I think... <clears throat> I think what Grubert wants to do is cast Thorny Entanglement in that four-foot square, or that four-square, um, to get both of them and not hit Plug or Jobert. <laughs> Very nice. So I believe they both have to make a reflex save. Reflex. Flex, 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 flex. And how how do I calculate the the save for that on my end? It's ten plus uh, the spell level plus your modifier. Okay. Okay. For the cultist. Okay. Cultist is a nineteen. Okay. They pass. And the vicar. Reflex is not his strong suit. 14. Alright, he fails. So, what does this spell do? Alright. 
So any creature that moves within 15 feet of this uh, is attacked by an animated plant. Um, and entanglement makes it so that you get the entanglement condition and have to break free as a move action every round. And so everything he... there is difficult terrain. So the vicar is entangled. And I get to cast a Valley of Thorns at you. Yeah. It's worse than Valley of the Dolls, that's for sure. Hey. Right. <laughs> so, let's see. so the plant uses caster level and their attack and your attack bonus. Okay. So I guess I'll roll for the the thorny volley of thorns? Yes. Okay. 19. 19 to hit? Yeah. Uh, okay, it doesn't affect it. Oh, it does affect that. Okay. Because he's entangled and that affects his dexterity, that's a hit. Nice. All right, so I get yeah. to do 2d6 worth of damage. Four. And three. So seven points of piercing damage. Seven points of piercing damage. Now he is scathed. Nice. And then uh, Gruber, Gruber will back back because he uh, hears Diego running behind him. So he's going he's gonna to let him get through. So he's going to back up out of the hallway to uh, let you, Diego you, come through. You went through a wall. <laughs> That's a wall there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That right there. That's a wall. Bag, 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 bag. What can we get to be? <laughs> All right. Gruber's going to back back uh, behind Ginny and Diego to give them a clear line. All righty. Plug. Let's see. Plug is going to first say, I don't feel so well. Guys, something's wrong. Because he's been sickened. <laughs> yes. But he's going to make an attempt to uh, do his flurry of blows on this guy. Now, I also added the con- sickened condition, so I think it took care of the... Yeah, I can, it uh, says yeah, it in the chat, it in sickened, there. minus okay. two. Yeah. And he's going against the cultist. Yes. So the first attack hits for 11 points of damage, which is enough to kill him. Yes! <laughs> Pew! So Looks if you'd like, like to five-foot step and do... <laughs> Well, if you five foot step, you'd be in the thorns. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but you could transfer those hits to the to him. But I'll put a box there so we know. So if he moves, if we move in the thorns, is it just rough terrain, or are we attacked too? I believe that you are attacked too, but uh, that I don't have the spell in front of me to know for sure. Uh, any creature who's within, within 15, 15 feet. feet. Okay. 
Yeah, I thought I heard that, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Yeah, so... He is not going to move in, so he will just not do his attack, but he will pull out his hand axe. All right. He's going to whip it out. I'm running for you. Yeah, so he has to get out of there, or he's going to take two d6 every time oh. he stays in there. In Inside the box? Yeah. So he has to get, he has to move, unless, or he's going to get attacked more. The, the picker. So I'm going to make oh, okay. him move to you guys. Okay. Okay. So he is currently entangled. He's going to make a concentration check, which he passes. Uh, and he is going to cast freedom of movement. So he is not hampered by difficult terrain. Ding. You are free to move about the cabin. Uh, he will move to the southern corner of the room and because he moved do I, do I get to hit him it's what I'm looking at this is uh, any creature that moves within 15 feet of the spell area uh, so he is essentially going to tumble through those uh, with this spell, the subject automatically succeeds on any combat maneuver checks or escape artist checks. Uh, does that still work for looking at the forums and stuff on freedom of movement? It basically allows him to move freely and just drop the entangle condition, but it doesn't say anything about avoiding attack of opportunities. So I will say that the two of you that are in there that he walked past get attacks of opportunity. Uh oh. Ooh. What about that plant? Does that plant get an opportunity too? How does the plant thing work? Does it have like attacks and all that? Yep. Or it just says that you know if anybody if anything moves within fifteen feet. So I figured since he was moving, it would be like na na. Uh, but I think it says once per. Yeah, it's attacked it's once on its once. turn. So if it's already taken damage from it, then it would only get attacked that one time. I mean, technically, we only attack once on our turn. Well, no, twice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Plug and Chaubert can make their attacks of opportunities. That'll be good. <gasps> Ooh, nat 20. Uh, uh-oh. Ooh, roll to confirm. Uh, it's a 16 from Plug, which would be a miss. That is a 25. 25 on the confirm? Yes. Uh, let me verify. That is a confirmed critical from Showbear. It's been a while. It's been a while. So what do we got? All right. Yeah. Let's see. Didn't even have it open because it's been so long since we rolled a crit. I know, right? <laughs> you just gotta blow the dust off the deck. <laughs> All right. What type of weapon are you using? A uh, short sword, so piercing. Piercing. 
Uh, nicked an artery, normal damage, and 2d6 bleed. Ooh. Sounds harsh. All right. Um, so here's a question, though. Since when he passed through, he would have been between Plug and I, does that count as a sneak attack since he would have been flanked? Or how do we count um, that? Yep, that's true. If he went diagonal. Because that's something we, I, we have not encountered before. Um, I'm going to rule as yes, because looks like everything says as long as it qualifies for the conditions and in that space, he would have been flanked. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. So you're good. All right. So 22 points of the sneak attack damage. Ooh. And then the two extra for the bleed. 2d6. Uh, seven points of bleed damage. Seven points of bleed. And that will go ahead and tick on him right now because it is currently his turn. And then he'll apply, I'll supply a debilitating injury of a uh, bewildered, so, uh, or sorry, um, disoriented, so he has a minus two on his attack rolls or minus four against me and then also he'll have uh applied my bleeding attack so that's another uh two points of bleed damage um, the bleed unfortunately will not stack because he's already got bleed oh that's right bleed is yeah that's right sorry and the one he's already got on him will do more damage yeah yeah sorry all right so that was a big hit from shabari you basically shanked him as he walked through (laughs) <laughs> Prison rules, fool. <laughs> Bone check. Bone check. All right. So that was an attack and then a move. Not the. He probably would have been better off to just stay where he was. All right. Jenny. All right. Jenny is going to uh, do a spell called Orb of Light Lesser. So, what I'm going to do is roll a touch attack. Okay. Um, Twenty-nine. Very easily, yeah. <laughs> I think okay, he molested so. him. I don't think he just touched him. I think he molested him. <laughs> this is it's a bad no touch. <laughs> so the way she does this, it's like a chef's kiss. She goes, mwah. And then this orb of light comes at you and hits you with. Okay, Sonya Blade. Four <laughs> D8 <gasps> damage. Damn. Let's see. So it's five, six, 12, 19 points of light damage. All right. He's still standing. Dang, this dude. That, that hurt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta mark that. Okay. Oh, that's my turn. I'm not moving or anything. I'm staying where I, right where I'm at. Gotcha. All right. Diego. So Diego will take this opportunity to move up 
to the vicar. And you should be able to hit him from there, right? Uh, you should be able to. I'll give you a little bit of a bonus because he's got, or a little bit of a, he gets a bonus because, yeah, starting over. He, you should be able to, he will get a little bit of a bonus because you're reaching around a corner, basically. So he's got like partial cover. Okay. We're going to do the cat's paws reaching around for him uh, and do an unarmed strike. It's like a Tom and Jerry thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm going to attempt a uh, stunning fist with it just for the heck of it. That is a 20 to hit. A 20 just, uh, well, no, actually, because of the cover, a 20 would miss. Ah. Uh, Rats. Okay. Well, we tried. So this damn reaching around the doors. Gotta hate those reach arounds. Or I love the reach arounds. However you feel about them. <laughs> Alright. Next up would be the cultist, but he's dead. So there's Chaubert. Uh, so... Let's see... I guess uh, Chaubert is going to... If I take a step to the guy, is he fl- is he considered flanked since Diego's kind of in a weird position there? No, uh, you can't flake around a corner. That's what I thought. Damn. Okay. Um, Chaubert is going to... Can, uh, can Grubert... Um, cancel his spell at any time. Yes. Well, on your turn. But yeah. As long as it's got that, uh, it's got a D beside the spell for dismiss. I guess Shabar is just going to go ahead and take a step up and uh, try to stab at the guy. Okay. So, five foot step to the south to get next to him. Die. Uh, first one is a 24. 24 would hit. Alright, and the second one is a 21. Uh, that would also hit. Ooh, okay, cool. For 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Still alive. Oh no. It just doesn't want to go down. Shabir's respect. It didn't have to be like this. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. But just remember Jenny called you soft, not Shabir. <laughs> no, that was yeah, the other guy. With, with that, that was the other guy. Yeah. The dead guy. That's who I called soft. <laughs> Alright. Figure that out. Uh, next up is Grubert. Um, Grubert really can't help at the moment, so he's going to hold. Grubert holds. Plug. Oh, uh, Plug is going to dash across and hit him with the axe. Christina, bring me the axe. 
<laughs> Bring me the axe! Um. Oh, uh, 32 to hit is uh, definitely a hit. Oh. Damn. Should be using Zax more often. <laughs> How do you like that shot? It says blue. <laughs> Wait, was that a natural 20 on that to roll a 32? It would have had to have been. Well, no, because it um, it'll be like red or something, right? I've got a plus sixteen on 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 the hand axe. No, plus seventeen on the. If you hover axe. over it, it tells you what it was. So yeah, it says twenty plus fifteen. Uh-oh. Yeah, twenty plus fifteen, plus yeah, whoa, plus zero, plus two, plus zero, minus two. Okay, there it is. It was a seventeen on the die. Now I can see it. Okay. All right, so that was a hit, and he takes that damage. And since you took five foot step, you can attack twice. Uh, the second one also hits, so you do. We'll take it. <laughs> you do both of those damage, so five foot step slash slash, and he's still alive. Oh, little Pluggy <laughs> oh, no. Borden. God damn it, this guy. Pluggy Borden is not happy. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect him to be alive much longer, but he's currently alive. Are you sure, Grubert? You don't have anything for him? Just like a rock in your pocket? or <laughs> Just go up and slap <laughs> him in the face. No, I don't think I can reach anything from here. Okay. So it is his turn. First he has off... A minus two. Uh, first off, Chaubert, roll your 2d6 bleed on him. Oh, okay. I remembered. Playing uh, fairly. Ten. ten, he's still alive. I didn't know if it would just apply the same amount as I'd rolled last time or if I had to roll every time. I'm going to have you roll every time. Okay. I don't think he'll make it around to his turn again. Yeah. To be fair. But <laughs> he's going to go out with a bang. Everybody in the room will actually... I think that's everybody is in range because uh, doors are open, etc. So everyone make a will save. Oh shit! Oh well, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, that's not natural twenty. Plug sucks. Twenty-seven. Oh wait, um, Plug shouldn't be sickened now, right? Because he it was only two rounds. It was two rounds. So let me get rid of that condition. I mean, that would just give you. a Plus two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Poor blue. What? What's our next tagalong character gonna be? <laughs> There's no no guarantee he's gonna like perma die. <laughs> All right, so Plug fails. Uh, what did you get, Chaubert? Uh, 14. Fail. Grubert? 11. Fail. Uh, Diego? 24. Pass. And Jenny? 
27. Pass. Okay. So Diego and Jenny pass, so they'll take half damage. Everybody else takes full damage. 25 points of damage total. Okay. So those who failed take 25. Uh, those who passed, uh, that's, my math brain is not working right now. 12. 12, yeah. Because it's 12 and a half, so 12. Yeah, Chaubert is dead. Dead, dead? Or just play dead? Uh, play dead, I think. I'm at negative 12, and my constitution is 12. Uh, oh. That's perma-dead. That's dead-dead. Oh, perfect. Where's Plug? Uh, Plug had an 8, so he is now at a negative 16. And oh, that's gone. dead-dead. Wait, it's not... It's not 16, it's 8 from 25, uh, 3, 17. It's negative 17. Um, he, his constitution is a 14. Plug is also permanently dead. Oh, but you know what? I do have uh, resiliency, so... <laughs> Uh, so, I, it, wait, it's an automatic did John just leave? <laughs> I think John just left. <laughs> Sorry. Reckless. My errant my finger happened again. <laughs> Gave us the errant finger. <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. I was searching in the for for a way to save Plug. <laughs> uh, I say he's permanently dead and you just leave the whole thing. <laughs> it's not even your character. What are you doing? Uh, oh, I don't know. I've killed Plug. All right. So Plug's permanently dead. Shoberry, you have uh, resiliency? Yes. So once per day, the row gains temporary hit points equal to twice my level. Uh, it's immediate action activated when I'm brought below zero hit points, and it lasts one minute. If my hit points drop below zero due to loss of temporary hit points... I'll fall unconscious and dying as normal. Okay. So you're dropped to negative 12. Then you get the temporary hit points, which would be twice your level. So that would give you 18. So you're at what? Like six. Yep. How long do your temporary hit points last? It says one minute. One minute. So six rounds. All right. Yeah, six rounds six or damage. All right. But you're up for now. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to save uh, I'm going to miss the voices. Yeah. I'm sure somebody else will come along to be a travel along character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we miss out on the Plugal sheets. <laughs> Damn. All right. Next up is Jenny. Really? It's my turn already? Yup. Well, I'm going to go with something I know is going to hit. Magic missile? Magic missile. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say, well. Well. <laughs> Shh, you're dead. I'm fine. 
I'm so only high. mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Cabal's just over there shaking his head at you. <laughs> actually, actually, they're standing next to each other. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> you technically died and came back, <laughs> so he saw yeah. me for a second, and he's like, "I was like, no, it's not your time. Go back. <laughs> you still have to bury me." All right. Yeah, yeah right. You've got you slapped him back into reality. <laughs> Four. Back to reality. Five is nine. Four is thirteen. Three is 16. 16 total? Yep. Jenny fires the magic missiles. They hit the vicar straight in the chest, and he falls. Good. But not before taking Plug with him, and technically Chaubert too. For an instant. (laughs) And you have a crying baby in the room. And we'll see you next time. Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Whose child is this? Whose child is this? I was say, that's, that's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jesus has his child. <laughs>